Welcome everybody to Monday Night Live. I'm we restart with a panel of experts. It's a very dark time of year here in the UK with our northerly latitude, and therefore uh, everybody's a bit can be a bit down. They can be suffering from seasonal affective disorder, uh, or we can just be watching too much news and negativity on the news. So I'm privileged today to have invited five experts on their subjects, all linked to positivity and taking care of yourself. And the first one is uh, Alison Grossally, the physio from the Hillview Sports and Sports Injury Clinic in Woking. Ali, what tips have you got for us? And thanks for joining us. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Great to see you all. Um, I'm just here to remind you all about breathing properly and moving properly and the importance of sitting up well, just looking after your body generally, and also just kickstarting those New Year exercise routines gently as opposed to going for it and then ending up in my clinic three weeks later. And that happens a lot, I can tell you. <laughs> so, so do you want me to just run through what you'd like what I think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you get a lot of people uh, in January at, at the clinic with sort of, uh, you know, back injuries, stress injuries, injuries, etc.? So in end of January, Feb, beginning of February, we get lots of people with um, back strains, muscle strains and things because they've overdone it. They've got this great idea they're going to get fit for the next year and they all start at it and they forget to stretch and they do it too much all at once. And then, of course, the body says, hey, what's happening? I've been sitting around for months. Why have you suddenly done this to me? And then they end up with me. But you know what? It's just a question of making sure that you do a few simple stretches and you have a few goals and take yourself slowly rather than rush into it all. It's very important to do that and to set goals. Mm. And you mean fitness goals as well as, uh, you know... Yeah, fitness goals. goals. Well, all goals are good, I guess, if that's your thing. But fitness goals are very important and a, a little plan about how you're going to do everything. And it doesn't have to be a big plan. It just needs to be a few changes, simple changes that you can make that don't cause you too much what's the word too much um trouble you just have to do them easily and get on with it really so yeah and i noticed i've been slumping in the chair a bit which is sort of um you know because it's dark you don't get out so much and that's uh that's a real issue isn't it i bet that's an issue for everybody as well that's an issue for everybody and i think it's worse after the festive season because we've all sat around a lot more i guess and maybe watch more television and films and things. So it's very important to think about how your body needs to stretch out. And I've got a great tip for that, actually. It takes you two or three minutes. You just roll up a big towel, so it's in a sausage shape, and then you put it on the floor, between, on your spine, between the there and there, and something under your head, and just lie on your back with your knees bent. So you're lying along the spine, the spine's along the towel and just take a few minutes to do some deep breaths. And it really stretches out all those tight structures across here and gets the lungs inflating and just makes the whole body feel looser. It's a great thing to do. Obviously you have to get on the floor to do it, but it doesn't take very long. You can do it on the bed, but a towel is a bit soft for that. You'd need something a bit firmer, like a foam roller if you've got one. It's even better on a foam roller. I guess you guys know the long sort of um, foam things that about 10 centimeter width, and then you just lie along those, they're great things. So that's a really good thing to do. And if you don't want to do that, just simply put your hands on your head and just stretch backwards. And you can feel straight away, you can feel the stretch between the shoulder blades and it counterbalances um, all that slumping that we've all been doing. Even, well, I don't do it very often, but I have to admit, sometimes I do. And just spending a few seconds doing that makes all the difference. There's a few so, people few people doing it on gallery yeah foam roller thank you very much yeah. i have got one but I did, i'm not read not as well prepared as you should have brought it in with me 
Well, it's interesting <laughs> you said, of course, everybody knows what that is. I bet they didn't. I bet Kate didn't know what it was until she got one, probably from her physio. I didn't get know what I uh, what one was until you, you gave me one and nagged me like mad. Um, just one question. Um, you said keep your knees bent. Now, is that a good idea in bed? Because I notice if I got my knees flat out, um, I have to put a cushion under them to uh, stop my back aching. I think if you've got back issues, it does help. If you're lying on your back, you should have something under your knees because actually the weight of the legs pulls on the ligaments in the lumbar spine and it can make it a bit achy. So if you, if you have back issues, a pillow under your knees is great. Or if you're lying on your side, a pillow between your knees is great. It can make all the difference to being comfortable. Yeah, I'd forgotten that one pillow, pillow beneath your knees. Okay, fantastic. And one more tip before we go to Caroline Inverness. Um, well, I think if you're going to do some exercise, make sure to stretch really simple stretches just stretch your calf muscles and your hamstring muscles so that if even if you go out for a walk when you get back just make sure you do a little calf stretch little hamstring stretch and your your muscles will thank you and in fact walking is probably the best thing you can do to start your fitness program if you're not very fit and actually just vary the pace a little bit so start off slowly walk a little bit faster for a minute slow down again just start off doing that 10 to 15 minutes stretch when you get home and then you're starting off your new year exercise plan in a really sensible way and enjoyable too if you like to be outside fantastic one one last thing about stretching which i'm curious about i've noticed with professional footballers the substitutes have to come on sometimes without stretching now clearly they would have stretched an hour before before the game started but uh, is that uh, a bit dodgy coming on you know sort of suddenly having to come on as a substitute without any stretching well, if you watch the subs, as soon as they know that they're up, they're actually moving. The minute they know that they're, they might be going up, they're already jogging on the spot, stretching a bit, moving around. So I think they're so professional that they actually have their body ready to go at all times. So I don't, for, for your everyday person who never moves and never stretches, to do something suddenly isn't good. But I think for an athlete like a footballer, they're well prepared for that. Okay, fantastic. No, th thanks, Alison. Alison Gross from the Hillview Sports and Injury Clinic. Alison, we'll come back to you if we may, because you might want to pick up on some of the things that uh, some of our other experts uh, uh, are coming up with. Now we'll go to Inverness, Carol, if you're there, and if you'd uh, kindly unmute yourself. Uh, Carol was also a uh, chartered physiotherapist and then got involved in the ACMOS technique of uh, getting rid of... Um, rid of uh, nasty things and depression. Carol, welcome and thanks for joining us from Inverness. Thank you very much. So uh, um, nearly ding-dong the bell at you for, for the nasty things. So uh, I use the, the ACMOS technique to um, improve people's energy balance and how they, they balance. The, and, and energy has become a bit of a a word in particularly in healthcare circles, which is seen as a bit of a, a, a a dirty word or something so I prefer to talk about charge now are we is your body overcharged or do you have enough charge to carry out your tasks that your 50 trillion cells are undertaking every day and and to me you can't separate the energy from the body from the structure and I still work as a physiotherapist and I you use a fusion of the two techniques current new neuroscience showing how much our brain affects our body and our state of tone and so it's the the brain operates electrically. It passes charge down our nerves. It creates a change in our um, the end point, the reaction in the muscles. Are they stiffer? Are they holding? Are they in a defensive position, or are they nice and relaxed and supple? And so there's some really nice ways to 
defuse or decharge our body and our structure, and whether you're thinking of it as an energetic issue or whether you're thinking of it as a structural issue, they, they are inseparable. But I, I quite like play on words. And the charge is a word that's used very commonly in the English language. So you speak about somebody being in charge. If you think about somebody who's in charge, then their posture will tend to be more direct and they will, they will dominate the energy of the space or the, the position that they operate in. And sometimes people who are in charge are, are very gentle and empathetic and use their posture to come towards, to be good listeners. And, and that can work very nicely when you want to, your team to um, flow with you. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to be the person in charge in order to get people to listen to you. And so sometimes a, a bit of executive coaching is to look at the way that you use posture to create change in the space around you and the interaction with other people. Breathing techniques, the, the basis of so many um, things, just allowing our bodies to discharge or reduce their level of charge or tone or rigidity simply by breathing and softening as we go. So I have a little technique that I'd like to share with you that is different from breathing because I knew that breathing would be talked about anyway. And anyone who's here with a glass, I'd ask you to raise your glass or your drink and we're going to sip and we're going to do it very specifically. And that's because this, the issue of Derek's downing his pint already, <laughs> the issue of um, swallowing talks to lots of cranial nerves, not just the vagus nerve, but it talks to the trigeminal nerve, it talks to the, the glossopharyngeal, all these big, long-winded uh, medical terms. But we can talk to our unconscious brain using our bodies. And when we sip and we swallow, then we can create a feeling of peace and calm in our structure and in our emotional state. So I'm going to ask you to sip savor what's in your mouth rather than just swallowing it because we tend to sometimes just guzzle or or drink quickly and then to consciously ingest what you're drinking and then immediately to I can't hold up to pause and in that moment of pause to become aware of stillness in your body in the room around you and just enjoy that moment so cheers cheers So that feels to me, Carol, like a, a sort of great way of almost uh, going into a sort of trance or becoming yourself, for, particularly for people like me that rush around like mad and don't feel comfortable. And we're not rushing around, but um, using the word charge, which I love because electrical charge, charge around. I, haven't, I haven't heard that, but I've heard about you need to pause to recharge your batteries, particularly at this time of year i love the way that 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 links in anyway yeah. great exercise um so keep that going. Was, what was really interesting with that was how quickly you came in after it mm. because i was still in the moment for quite a long time after you started speaking which is why i just nodded along with you rather than interrupting your flow once you got started but if you were to double the time that you did that for you'd get far more out of it at least double it just take your time 
allow it and don't start on the next task or the next speech or the next activity until you feel that you're you reach a point of okay right now we're ready to go okay well and we, we drink I've... regularly so it's a very simple technique to, to bring into everyday life okay well i feel told off and i was watching your body language when i interrupted you as well and that was pretty sort of uh, grim as well i feel i've done wrong there but uh, no that's a great tip um i think i've got that how long should i be pausing for after my brain told me to interrupt you as long as it feels natural okay listen to your body okay it'll tell you when the time is right okay brilliant brilliant and uh you've got a couple of minutes so have you got any more tips okay. there, or do you want to um what else was i thinking about yes well uh, i do use the body to talk to the the mind and the brain to calm down so there are some other ways that you can do that as well and one of the the things about chronic pain and chronic health problems is that they focus our attention on them. So that's the negative side. So you can pivot that. And when you have a negative event happening in your life, then you remember what was happening around you. You remember colors, smells, temperature, um, how you felt in your gut, how you, what position your body was in. You, you'll even remember with your muscle memory. And that all gets logged together with the painful or the the emotional event that has caused you to be in a more charged state if you think about a, an antenna crackling with electricity waiting to see what else happens so you, if you pivot that around and you you think about and you can do this just by thinking you don't have to actually do but if you think about something that you where you really were enjoying yourselves where things were very very positive and you start to think about what were you wearing at, on that day what did it where were you? What was the texture underneath you? Was it grass, sand? Was it warm? Was it cool? What, were there any smells around you? Were there flowers? Was there a, a nice breeze? Were there pine smells if you were in, in a forest? Were there any noises? Gentle buzzing of insects around you or birds singing? And pull all those threads in in just the same way. And as you're thinking about that memory, Think about how you feel in your gut. Think mm -hmm. about how your breathing reacts. Think about how your body feels. And so we use the way that our nervous system automatically plugs in the, the negative information to do the same for a positive memory and to do a bit of a reset. Mm -hmm. And then you can take that memory out as if you were unwrapping a, a beautiful parcel anytime and have a look at it from all its beautiful aspects color smell taste flavor sound use all of your senses use how you feel in your body to really engage with that memory and bring yourself into a really much more beautiful state of mind mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. first came across those techniques in from uh, neurolinguistics but that's going through the senses isn't it and uh all NLP did was bring forward some of these techniques that have probably been used for 5,000 years and uh, brought them into, into the present day, which is fantastic. Carol, that's uh, brilliant. Can I ask everyone to give, uh, I'll put it on gallery view, the usual round of applause for Carol. Carol, will you stay on? Because you might like to comment on some of the other tips that uh, are coming up. Now we go. Mm. 
You know, I think we're really uh, struggling with the sound. People are putting that in the chat box. So I think what we'll do with, um, with your permission is uh, test it out and uh, get you back in a week or two at the end of one of the sessions. Would that work for you? Yeah. No, thanks, because I'm getting the feedback in the, in the chat box. So. OK, so let's go to uh, Janice Litvin, who's in Walnut Creek, uh, San Francisco. Janice, are you there? Yes, I'm ready. Can you give me share permission? I can give you share permission while I'm doing that. Um, while I'm doing that, uh, I just tell everyone that you are the author of uh, Banish Burnout, the book. I'm just trying to find you. So here we are. Uh, more. I'm just going through my routine. Uh, right. You should now be a co-host, uh, Janice, which is which is great. So over to you in Walnut Creek. Give me just one second before you turn your clock on. <laughs> OK, do you see the full slide now? Yep, we've got that. Brilliant. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. I was listening intently to everyone, but especially Allison and Carol, because some of what they said applies to me, and I learned a lot from the other ladies. So, as you know, natural light impacts our mood and a number of other functions. Obviously, without the sun, we'd be nowhere. And uh, your body, when you, as soon as you go outside and your body hits the, your body reaches the sun, the sun has an, an, a quick physiological reaction and it begins to create vitamin D in your body, which has a lot of many benefits, not just on your bones, but also on your mood and your clarity and a number of other functions. So um, let me give you one second of history. In 1882, doctors noted that people who lay in the morning sun healed faster. Our friend Florence Nightingale also discovered this and started making sure that her patients had fresh air. And in the Spanish flu, you can see here that they took patients outside. So as soon as light strikes the skin, as I said, vitamin D is uh, activated. And um, why is that important? Because including our mood and our clarity, uh, vitamin D impacts the intestines, the immune system, cardiovascular muscles, brains, cells, pancreas, and even our eyes. As you alluded to a few minutes ago, Derek, uh, many people have seasonal depression known as SAD, seasonal affective disorder. And from lack of sun, I even have a friend who's from Israel and she actually gets very, very depressed during the, when we have too much rain. Oh, okay. Um, yes. So the light gives you a lot of energy. Um, and that is because in the morning cortisol is released and due to light, of course, and at night, uh, cortisol levels go down and melatonin goes up because obviously we need to sleep. So it's important to align your sleep cycles and not be a night owl like my mother and I are. And I'm trying better and better to go to sleep earlier on time so that when the sun comes up and I'm awake, I'm ready to be awake. So as you know, my topic is stress and natural light has a huge impact on mood. Um, and so as the other 
uh, I think it was Carol. Uh, well, both the other ladies talked about um, routines of setting your mood, pausing, breathing, taking a moment to set yourself right in the morning. Uh, the more time you can spend in the sun, and when I say in the sun, I don't really mean you have to be out in the sun because obviously we don't want skin cancer, but even being outside in the shade gives you value. And um, the idea about um, thinking about a happy place, I believe that was Carol who said that, um, if you can think about your happy place, like for example, if you're getting ready to go on vacation, let's say you're, you've chosen Hawaii or Mexico, somewhere beachy if you're a beach person or mountains if you're a mountain person. And if you put a picture on your wall of that destination, then you will begin to feel happier just thinking about your destination. And so it's a way to kind of uh, preload yourself with happiness chemicals, in this case, serotonin. So uh, serotonin, as we've talked about before, is a happiness hormone. And you also get endorphins from the sun. And you all know that that's related to something called the runner's high. Uh, I also mentioned uh, getting clarity from going outside. If you're, ever, if you're ever stuck on trying to solve a problem, a conflict, I think it was Jill that was talking about conflicts, and you're kind of stuck, or if you're writing a report or a book or an article and you're stuck, go outside, take a walk, uh, and um, get walking outside gives you a double whammy, the endorphins from the walking and the endorphins from the sun. And if you can add the element of a friend, you get triple because you get the social element, but walking outside gives you a lot of stimulation and positive feelings. Uh, and so picturing yourself uh, walking outside can even release some happiness chemicals. And um, I'm just on time. Here is my LinkedIn link. And you can use this um, QR code if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn. Fantastic, Janice. Um, a couple of questions for you there before we uh, move on. Um, number one is how long do you have to be out in the sun? At the moment, we've only got about eight hours daylight uh, in London. If we're lucky, I walked out of my house this morning to go and get a coffee and the sun was out and I kind of looked at it and let it uh, warm my skin but I got yes. about uh, 10 seconds of it is that enough does that help uh, from what I've read 10 minutes is as a good starting point Derek <laughs> okay no no I'm just thinking because we're we're being as positive as we can with these dark days at yes. the moment. second question is I thought cortisol was the negative hormone the one we didn't want well, you bring up a very good point. Yes, it is. And there are benefits, just like there are benefits to certain kinds of stress. For example, if you're chasing a toddler in the park and they begin to run toward the street, that stress you feel helps you save them. And like uh, Carl Walsh and Doug Bowers, who are on this call, will tell you, an actor goes, when before they go out on stage, they have nervous energy that comes from cortisol. And that that nervousness is a positive because it gives you energy enthusiasm for your performance or your presentation that you're about to give. So in a way, that's positive anxiety, is it? Yes. If you want to use the word anxiety, uh, let's call it positive stress. <laughs> I don't like either of those words, anxiety or stress. Maybe we should just call it positivity and energy and endorphins, I guess. Janice, yes. that was... Um, that was great. Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that. If you could uh, stop your screen share, then yes. I will 
go to Kate Atkin, who's the last of our uh, experts today. Kate is an expert on the uh, imposter phenomenon, although I've noticed on her website she calls it the imposter syndrome. So she's now confusing me, but also is um, has studied uh, energy techniques. Are you there, Kate? I am indeed, Derek. I was just popping in a comment into the chat because you stress, um, I think it's Hanselli. He used the word with using the Greek prefix EU in front of it for good stress. We use you stress and distress, but actually we've just encompassed it. Janice, you're absolutely right. That word stress has become negative connotations with it. But good stress, technically, you stress is, is one. So I was just tapping away into the chat for that. It's a delight to be back and to speak to everyone on a Monday Night Live and have Happy New Year all. Thank you, Derek, for inviting me to share a couple of tips and thoughts. And what I'm going to do is go back in time to 2020, January 2020, before the world flipped and changed for everybody. But actually, my world had already flipped and changed. I'd moved up to Lincolnshire in 2019. It's where I grew up, close to family. My sister and brother-in-law lived about half an hour away. My dad lives about 10 minutes walk away. And in December, just before Christmas, it was about mm, oh, 10 days prior to Christmas, my brother-in-law was killed in a plane crash. Light oh. aircraft, just wouldn't have known much about it, hit the ground, done. So the world flipped on its head for me at that particular point in time. So that Christmas where I'd moved into my dream cottage, everybody thought it was all swimming and beautiful, was actually not at all what we had expected and planned. And then, of course, the rest of the world flipped and changed in March 2020 and wasn't at all what we'd flipped and planned. So we can make plans, but sometimes we need to adjust ourselves and need to recalibrate ourselves. And in January 2020, I was going to the physio because I have shoulder issues, hence the fact that I've got a Pilates roller here to the side. I lie on it quite regularly to stretch these muscles out. And I was tootling down the street to the physio, passing a Waterstones bookshop in Boston in Lincolnshire, not Massachusetts, for those of you who went, like the original Boston's in Lincolnshire. And Waterstones had a big showing of a book that caught my eye. A cartoon book. I went in and bought a copy, again not knowing how much that book would be needed, how many times I would refer to it and how many times I would recommend people buy it. And this Christmas there's been a little animated film about that particular book. Now you might have guessed it, for those of you in the UK you may have seen the film on BBC. It is available on iPlayer and I'm going to pop some links into the chat for those of you who want to take a look. The little book is Charlie Makesy's The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. If you haven't got a copy, buy one. Not that I'm looking to sell his books, I'm not on commission, but I found yesterday that he did a TED talk about four years ago in the Charlie Makesy style. And so what I've popped into the chat is a link, first of all, to his TED talk, because I'd like to share the messages from his TED talk. And one of the key ones that he actually received from the Queen Mother, I'll let you watch the TED talk and hear his story, but basically it's life is messy. 
we sometimes mess up. It doesn't go the way we plan and we need to be okay with that. Just accept the mess. So I say back in my early 2020, things were very messy. And with my work on the imposter phenomenon, as it technically should be called, but everybody searches for syndrome, Derek, that's why it's syndrome on the website, is the fact that we try to make things perfect. We try to do our best. We push hard. And sometimes we just need to be. And as Carol was suggesting earlier, sometimes we just need to breathe. Alison was suggesting we allow our muscles to soften and relax. And when we're pushing, we're finding it more difficult to do that. So the first message from Charlie Makesy that I would like to share with you is make a mess and be okay with that. Whether it's make a mess through art, through drawings, through any other format, but just try something out. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it right. Just do it, see what happens. Feel free to reinvent, rethink, redo something else do it differently, that's all okay, but make a mess. The second message that I picked up from his TED talk is one that's actually coming through in my research because I'm now oh, just entering my sixth year of the PhD on the imposter phenomenon. And in February, 2024, I will press that submission button and go, yes, I can get my life back. But I'm exploring what this phenomenon is and how other people experience it. And one of the things that's coming through is a little bit of a thread, not a really strong one, is about vulnerability, is about talking to others about the internal imposter chatter. And in Charlie makes his message on his TED talk, he talks about the power of vulnerability. You will have seen Brené Brown's talk on vulnerability, I'm sure, but honestly, this one's worth a watch. And what does vulnerability do? Now, I chose to share a story which I'm not sure many of you know about my 2019 December experience and my brother-in-law dying. And that is a vulnerable piece because there's a slight edge for me now that converge on tears because it was crap. Um, but we've moved on, we've learned and we've changed and we've evolved and we shape ourselves. And, and this year it was nearly the dog that died at Christmas, but thankfully she recovered from her stroke. But sometimes through vulnerability, what we do is we create connections. And I think one of the things that in this world and the reason Monday Night Live is so popular is that Derek gives us that opportunity to create connections to continue, whether it's a dip in every so often like myself, whether it's a regular attendees like others, it varies and any of it is okay. But one of the other things that I think we find that actually can keep us connected, but can also disconnect us is this little thing here, is the mobile phone. Because what we do is, yeah, that's the dog. <laughs> my picture on my mobile is the dog. Um, what we do with our phones is we message people. We ping a hi, how are you? We ping a happy new year. We ping a happy Christmas over to people saying that I'm thinking of you. This is the old fashioned symbol for the old phones, isn't it? Do we actually pick it up and speak to people? Mm. So my three key things are make a mess, be vulnerable, and through that level of vulnerability, make connections and just maybe decide who you might call this evening.
Fantastic, Kate. A round of applause for all our speakers, please. Now, um, as we've got a couple of minutes left, I'm just going to go around the uh, the five speakers or maybe the four, Jill, um, because you're coming back on another day and just see if you've got anything to add to that. Just uh, one tip for for 30 seconds. So let's go in order again. Uh, Alison, the physio in Woking. I think my big tip is move. Bodies need to move and they don't move enough generally, especially if you have a desk job. So just move, move your hands, shake your arms and take a deep breath and, and your body will thank you for it. And you'll feel much brighter and generally, I think, be able to think more clearly. So, yeah, get moving. Any Thanks. small amount is good. Fantastic, Ali. And I'll be seeing you next week for one of your treatments to get me moving to see if I've done <laughs> my stretches properly. In the meantime, you could do your exercises, Derek. <laughs> I think I better or be in big trouble. Um, now back to uh, back to Inverness. Um, are, are you up there? Where are you? I'm I'm looking like mad for you, Carol. Yeah, I'm bright yeah. pink. You can't miss me. I can't. Yes, I'm here in Inverness, and so um, yeah, I would say hydrate keeping on the theme of drinking. So making sure that we have enough hydration because that can make quite a difference to how we feel. And before we came on, I was going to draw something on my board over there, but I decided that my art skills just not quite good enough for that. Not bad enough for a ding dong, but and I wanted to draw a push me pull you, which is a, a cartoon animal with a head at both ends. And it's about balance in all things. So we talked about charge and charge is a bit about excess. Um, and so we want to have enough, but not too much. And Christmas is a time of excess. When we eat too much, we drink too much, we sit about too much. So we don't have enough of, uh, of the activity and movement. So just bringing all aspects of life into more balance, being reasonable, not chasing everything that we want being happy with what we have. Brilliant. Thanks, Carol. And uh, to uh, Janice in uh, San Francisco, nine o'clock in the morning, Janice. All day yesterday, I was like, what time is it? What time is it? Can I call Derek? Um, take, as Kate said, take your cell phone, either do um, a, a real call or a uh, share, whatever it's called, the sharing one where you can see the person and go take it outside and go for a walk. And there you get the triple whammy of the endorphins, the dopamine and the connecting, uh, the connecting happiness chemical. I forgot which one is which. But well, go outside with your phone and call them. <laughs> in Janice's book, Banished Burnout, page 49 has all those chemicals. And I refer to it quite often. I still get confused. But the main thing is you get the, the happy chemicals, hormones, drugs whatever we want to call them because they all do the same job and uh, lastly over to Kate in Lincolnshire well I go for a dog walk actually so linking to Janice's I go for a dog walk with a friend in Cambridge and I used to when I lived in Cambridge walk with her you know pretty much every morning now what we do is we do a walk and talk every so often so we arrange it we go for the dog walk at the same time we have our earpieces in and walk together but my thing on moving something that I'm sitting on I will just take out from my seat is this little thing it's a circle it's a sisal um s-i-s-s-e-l and it's a it's a squidgy circle that you sit hey there we go jill's got a squidgy circle <laughs> i tell you what they're brilliant because what you're ending up doing is you sit 
and you move constantly all of the time little adjustments and what i was finding doing the phd and working online everything was sitting at the computer everything was sitting down and i was getting hip issues i know will fingers crossed all goes well for you and it's that perspective of i want to be able to keep them working so sitting on the circle that works for me fantastic uh, thanks kate a round of applause for everybody please for coming on giving us all your tips etc and thank you so much um you'll see my uh wow card uh, i don't know if your microphone's on kate but you'll see my wow card in the uh, in the box there uh, i had those printed a number of years ago they're a bit of fun i gave them to two people in the coffee shop uh, today and uh you should see how they change their state. So all I'm going to say is go out and ruin someone's bad mood by cheering them up, giving them some energy by the way you talk to them and uh, go and make somebody's life a bit happier every day. My name is Derek Arden. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much to my guests. Uh, it's a great honour and privilege to have five experts on for the first session of Monday Night Live. Thanks for joining me and see you next week.